Welcome back to the Hand to Shoulder Podcast. We have Cassie and Steve here. Well, the gang's all back together for the 30th episode. We are interviewing Teresa Casagrande, PTCHT from Surgeon Bay, Wisconsin. Teresa is a native from the Hand to Shoulder Center. She now works for the Outpatient Orthopedics for Door County Medical Center. She is also a kinesio taping instructor. So today we're going to discuss the ins and the outs of taping, including application, different kinds of kinesio tape, length of time to leave it on, and removal, and who would benefit from the use of tape. Hope you enjoy! Okay, welcome back to the Hand to Shoulder podcast. Cassie Shu here with Steve, and we have Teresa Casagrande. Teresa is a PTCHT from Surgeon Bay, Door County, Wisconsin, and she's going to be discussing kinesio taping techniques with us. Teresa used to work for the Hand to Shoulder Center, so she's very familiar with most of our staff and our techniques here. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. So this is a special show for us today as this is our 30th episode and we are happy to have a former employee of the Hand to Shoulder joining us for this episode. I'm very honored. Thank you. So why don't we just get started talking about um, how you got started in PT and a little bit of a bio about um, your history. Okay. Well, how I got started in PT, I worked veterinary before I went to PT school, Um, but there was a point in 1991 that we were building a house And I needed a job that paid more. So I started working at a home health agency. And one of my jobs was transcribing the physical therapist notes uh, because they weren't very legible. (laughs) Back then, we didn't have EMR. So I transcribed notes and I thought, wow, this is a super cool profession. My daughter was graduating from high school in 93 and I really wanted her to go to PT school. And I'd gotten so excited about it. She just was never on board. And she said, mom, why don't you go? And I thought, me? So I, I graduated from PT school when I was 45. Hmm. Cool. A second, a, a kind of a do-over, a, a yeah, second, yeah, second life I for you. I did things backwards. <laughs> Never too late, though. No, no. Late. It's been a wonderful progression. So how did you get started teaching kinesio taping? Well, I first learned of the kinesio taping at the hand center. I'd never heard of it before. I moved back to Wisconsin from Florida and Anne showed me the the kinesio tape, and I couldn't understand how something that would be just stretchy and light could possibly do anything to help any any condition. Uh, But I learned more over the years. I became a a certified practitioner in 2011. And in order to be an instructor, you have to serve as a as a practitioner with workshops and act as a lab assistant and, and basically, of course, take all the training with kinesio. Um, And then I became an instructor in 2017. Wow, cool. And you were had just had the honor of teaching at the Wisconsin Hand Experience yes. this weekend. That was fantastic. What a great crew. Yeah, oh, it was good. quite an honor just to be there, but I think that it went very well, other than my technical glitches. <laughs> but uh, I think that people got a lot out of it. I know I did. Well, good. Okay, so uh, what kind of diagnoses uh, can kinesio taping be used for? Well, the I think that's the key right there. It's not something that's going to make healthy tissue healthier or strong tissue stronger. It is helped to help the body to restore homeostasis, to perhaps provide proprioceptive feedback for a postural correction to inspire more normal, efficient, and and 
practical, non-stressful non, uh, movement, it can decrease pain by approaching the mechanoreceptors and the pain sensors in the skin, as well as uh, help with edema, uh, bruising to help inspire better circulation. So it does have a lot of applications between, you know, when we talk about fractures, it's not going to stabilize a fractured bone, but it can stimulate the healing process by restoring the best possible circulation. Um, I, I already talked about the hematoma, edema management, uh, it can help muscles that are tense to relax and muscles that have gotten overstretched or, or in, not as active as they could be to, to pick it up a notch. So it, it can be used in a wide variety of diagnoses from, from infancy to geriatrics. That was my next question. What kind of population? Yeah, it's it's not like tape is for everyone. Um, obviously, the integrity of the skin has to be considered first, you know, and, and whether the, the patient can tolerate having something on the skin if they're especially hypersensitive. But what's beautiful about the Kinesio taping product is that there's a variety that is designed for between very, very fragile or sensitive skin and progressing all the way to stronger skin, stronger individuals, athletes. Um, so you can choose the correct kind of tape for your, for your, for your patient. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm someone who doesn't know a lot about Kinesio tape. Like I've used it. I've used the different McConnell tape methods and things like that in my practice. But um, for you, could you give me some insight on, and our listeners some insight on, when do you make that determination of when you're going to use the tape on, on someone? That's a fantastic question. I think we can go back to the origin of the tape. Dr. Kenzo Kase invented the tape back in the 70s. He was a practicing chiropractor, and he would all too often have great success in the clinic with the patient, and then the patient would lose ground over the course of time between visits, and he wanted to send his hands home with his patient. Um, and how many times have we felt that very same way? Everything was going really well. They come back the next time and they've kind of lost it a little bit. So when would we use the tape? When we have done our therapy, when we have done our treatment, and you just want to prolong the effects of that treatment. And perhaps pain is the limiting factor for the patient to be able to tolerate the treatment or participate in the treatment. If you can do a, a pain relieving application, that can really help open doors. Um, what about some contraindications of not using the tape? You, you mentioned like infection. Right. The official contraindications over active malignancy, over active cellulitis or other skin infection, over open wounds. We wouldn't want to contaminate a wound or disrupt healing skin. Uh, it's recommended also that you wait three to five weeks after a surgical incision, especially a deeper incision that has uh, absorbable sutures, that you would wait three to five weeks after that incision is closed uh, to tape around it to decrease the risk of uh, those absorbables failing too soon and, uh, you know, increasing risk of an abscess or dehiscence. Uh, it's not advised to use it over a DVT. Don't want to throw that DVT and, and risk a pulmonary embolism, uh, as well as a previous negative response to the, the, the product itself. That's really a strong precaution because sometimes if you relook at what actually happened, was it a, a hasty tape removal that was the problem or perhaps the application was too aggressive? Could it be revisited? So I, I consider that more of a strong precaution, a previous negative reaction. 
Uh, is this tape latex free? Yes. Okay, yes. so that All helps. Magnesio tape is latex free. Okay, and when someone has a skin allergy, years ago when I first started practicing, they would tell me to put like milk of magnesia on the skin. Is yes. that like an old wise trick, or what's your suggestion of that? You know, Cassie, I. I looked online, I tried to find, when I first heard about the milk of magnesia, I was told that adhesives by nature are low pH and our skin by, you know, is low pH and perhaps a very low pH individual combined with a low pH adhesive might have that reaction of an acid type reaction and that the milk of magnesia would raise that pH and buffer the area. I couldn't find anything to back that up, but Mm. I can say that it can uh, provide a little skin barrier by putting that milk of magnesia on there, let it dry, dust it off, and that would at least provide a little barrier. But it's recommended to have a 24-hour little test patch uh, and just be sure that that's tolerated well. Also, I think in the case where you would be concerned about a particular patient with the tape being perhaps uh, something that could provoke a skin irritation is to start with a very, very light type of tape, like the light touch tape that's designed for fragile skin um, and see if they tolerate that. Start there. If they do well with that, progress on if you feel like you need a little bit more strength in the tape. Okay. So we have like a, it looks like a alcohol wipe. It's called skin coat. Yes. Uh, Skin and then C-O-T-E, like a prep wipe. Do you use that in your clinic or do you teach that? You can. What you need to be careful of is that it doesn't leave too thick of a barrier that you're starting to dampen the effect of the tape. But I have used things like that. I I like the milk of magnesia because it's much lighter and they do have the same kind of sensation. A lot of times the the barrier is thicker and it actually dampens the, the effect of the tape. Okay. But better than irritating the skin. Sure. How long do you usually leave the tape on? It's designed to stay on for three to five days. Uh, Kinesio did studies on the elastic recoil qualities of the tape. After five days, it really isn't as rebounding as as energetically as it was on day one. So after that, it's not necessarily going to be a bad thing. Um, But when you consider your individual patient, how long do you want to prolong that that, uh, extra lesson, that homework, if you will? Three to five days is a good rule of thumb, but you might only want your patient to have it on for a day and see how it goes versus go for the full five. So that is really a lot of therapist choice, the provider choice, uh, but Kinesio recommends three to five for the for the quality of the tape. How about when you're, <clears throat> when you're applying the tape and you're cutting it? I, I hope to get into this later on where we can talk about direction, styles of taping, what you're taping for. But it doesn't matter. Like I was kind of taught, you know, you you put it on the skin, you kind of get one anchor and then you, you know, pull to a certain grade or certain stretch, get it down to like a certain level where you can anchor it again. Does that matter um, where you hold it, where the friction is on the skin, anything like that? Okay. It matters a lot. First of all, there should be absolutely no tension in the tape at the anchor and at the end. Uh, In other words, where you start, where you finish should have absolutely no tension in the tape because you don't ever want any friction in the tape. Then once you determine by what your application is, and and when I say determine, based on your assessment, based on your treatment of your patient and the assessment of what you want to get accomplished, that'll determine how much tension you want to place into your application. So your, your anchor where you start 
should never be pulling on the skin at all. And what I do once I put down my anchor is I put my hand on top of that anchor to be sure that it's not shearing the skin, that there's absolutely no friction going on there. And then I tension the skin and just delicately set the uh, tape down at the tension that I want to set down, whether it's a, a very, very light application or something over 50%, which is more compressive in nature, there should never be any shear force on that treatment area on the skin at all. Did that answer your question? Yeah, th that answers it. And that also leads me into like my next question. Good. You know, there, there are, there are so many different types of, of kinesio tape, right? Yes, How does it differ from the different types of tape, whether it's the rock band, the rock uh, tape brand or the, the Thayer band tape. Yeah. How does it, how sure. does it all differ? Is, it, is there different um, materials it's made up of or? Okay. First of all, when you say kinesio tape, that is a trademark. That is a patented pro product um, that has been um, imitated by others. So when you say kinesio tape, that is an actual product. Uh, therapeutic elastic tape would encompass all the other brands. I can't tell you exactly what the difference is between each and every one of them. Kinesio is patented. I would assume the others are also patented. Um, the Kinesio tape is really designed to be a medical taping method as opposed to something more of a recreational nature. You can get it at the grocery store type of tape. And I'm not saying that that's a bad tape and this is a good tape. It's just they're different. Um, the, the other tapes that I have felt, they feel different. They do different things. So if you use a kinesio taping method with a different type of tape, you won't be getting the same kind of result. So I always encourage people, regardless of what type of tape you're using, be familiar with what it feels like, what it does, because what you do with one tape won't necessarily reproduce that same effect using a different tape. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that kinesio is the only one that's made in the United States other than LT, which is still only made in Japan. Otherwise, I believe the other ones are outsourced to China or wherever um, for their manufacturing. Okay, interesting. So you sent us a really nice template of all the different types of uh, reasons to use kinesio tape and all the different kinds of specific kinesio tape. Yes. So maybe we can get into that, like the differences sure. between like classic kinesio, performance, performance plus. So maybe let's start with, Kinesio Tech Classic. So what would you use that particular tape for? That's the original, the absolute original cotton elastic therapeutic tape. It's a good um, broad spectrum tape. It's, it's a good go-to, but it is formulated for more of the heavier applications. It wouldn't necessarily be appropriate for the very, very delicate skin of the geriatric or pediatric population, but classic is just your good moderate. It can be used with the, with the heavier tension type of tape, but it's also used in light tension. It's, I think, the, the, the most go-to for a variety of applications. It's what's used for the, um, the pre-cut fan strips, which is edema management, uh, bruising management. Uh, so it can be used for light applications like that, as well as for the hev heavier applications. Okay. And what about Kinesio Tech Performance? Okay. The Performance is one of the newer ones. It is a much lighter fabric. All the other Kinesio tapes are only unidirectional in their, in their tension. They only stretch the lengthwise. There's a little bit of, of um, variable stretch in the Performance Plus. It was designed for 
short-term use athletes, um, more of the higher tensions, but it's also very good on the lower tensions because it's a lighter fabric. Uh, yeah, athletic muscle applications is what they made it for, but because of it's such a nice, soft, light fabric, it can also be, if you don't have the LT, you can use the Performance Plus. Okay. And so between the Performance and the Performance Plus, what is the difference then? Well, performance is performance plus performance. Oh, okay. so it's, Sorry. it's got a little plus after it. <laughs> I see. Okay. And then what about the Kinesiotech gold? Okay. Gold FP as in fingerprint. That is a lighter fabric, but it's got a lot more adhesive in it. If you look at the underside where the adhesive is, it's got that same wave pattern, but there are little dots in between the waves and those are extra dots of adhesive. The FP is designed for the lighter applications, the pain applications, the neuro applications, and it's it's really targeting very minimal tension in the tape, but a lot of stimulus in the skin through the adhesive. Okay. So it's a little bit more stronger than if it has more adhesive. Yes. But you don't, the thing is usually, you know, with your tape, you put it on and you activate the adhesive by, by rubbing the skin and warming it up. This is not intended for that kind of application. You just press it down gently. There was some excellent research done by Dr. Hans Michael Klein in Dusseldorf, Germany. He is a cardiac surgeon who used this application as a, as a pain management application, considering all the opioid um, crises going on in the, in the pressure on the physicians, prescribing physicians to try to find alternate ways to help their patients with pain as opposed to an opioid, opioid medication. Anyway, this tape, when cut into strips, it's called epidermis taping, that you lightly place it onto the skin and that is enough to stimulate those pain receptors into dialing it back, sedating those, those mechanoreceptors and pain hmm. receptors. So you're calming that gate theory, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think to myself, I have two subluxing shoulders right now. Am I putting on the right tape? Yeah. Be a good option. Right. I've been in clinics where the question is, okay, here's all these tapes. Which one do you like best? But we didn't know how they behave differently. And that's where it's it's wonderful if you've got the luxury of having the choices. But yeah, with, for a subluxing situation that you would want to help to lift that limb, you'd want a classic probably. Okay. Or the Performance Plus. But and I does- would use the classic. It would stick longer. Does Is there a difference between the gold and the gold light touch plus? Well, light touch is the, the very, very most light um, application. It's a very delicate fabric as well as the adhesive actually stays pretty well, but it's very, very easy to get off. But that the light touch is the one that's designed for the fragile skin, pediatrics, okay. geriatrics. Okay. And the color doesn't matter. It's all no, it's just very variations. <laughs> the light touch is all very pretty pastel colors. Uh, it's great for peds because, you know, they love the colors. Originally, you know, when we think about the, the Japanese, they were doing some experiments, if you will, on the different light therapy, color therapy type applications. The blue would be cooling and the red would be warming. Um, black was strong. 
what we found is black is great for athletes because it doesn't look dirty right away. It does seem to stick longer too. And I wonder if it's because the black is just absorbing heat more efficiently than the lighter colors, but there's really no science backing up any, any differences between the colors of tapes. I've noticed that as well, that the black sticks the best in our yeah. clinic. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the adhesive. I'm thinking mm -hmm. just the colors absorbing the heat more. Mm -hmm. uh, Teresa, do you use like McConnell tape or Luco tape in your practice? I do. I do. It's totally different though. Or kinesio. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. Like, yeah. You I mean, kinesio is promoting yeah. movement, whereas McConnell tape is to try to really restrict movement. I don't use as much McConnell as I do kinesio, obviously. Um, but the McConnell tape, that's absolute. You know, you're not moving out of that without discomfort. And sometimes that's exactly what you need. Now you can have higher tension taping applications to provide that proprioceptive feedback, but there are choices. You know, you, you've got a lot of different modalities you can choose from. Kinesio is not the only thing that you're going to use in your practice. McConnell definitely has, Jenny did a lot of work on that. She did a good job, but it's, it's just a different, you know, it's, it's a much more, um, aggressive type of taping technique. Mm -hmm. So depending on what you feel your patient would benefit from the most, that's how you make your choices. Okay. Could we go over like for the listeners, a couple um, like case scenarios of like what, uh, like what you would tape for, you know, in school, I remember having conversations about using different types of tape to facilitate, to inhibit muscle, um, to support um, structures. Could we go through like maybe a couple cases of how you would tape it? I know earlier you said the direction in which you apply it, the pull, all that stuff matters. Could we go over a couple cases? Certainly. Um, and the first thing, again, I reiterate that this is all based on your assessment. The You don't just automatically go put tape on people. You have already assessed your patient. You've treated your patient and the tape is going to continue on what you got started. So let's just say, that the, the, the muscle that you are working on or the muscle groups that you're working on are responding to your tissue glide going from distal to proximal. That would be a, a more of a facilitating type of application, usually going into the same direction that the muscle would be contracting would be asking that muscle to, to pick it up and activate as opposed to a very tight muscle like an upper trap. If you put your hand on your patient's shoulder and just gently glided from proximal to distal, that would give the, the, the cueing to relax that muscle. So that's the facilitating and the inhibitory um, uses for the tape in that respect. And the amount of tension really depends on how much force you used with your hand in order to get the results that you wanted. But in general, if your muscle is tight and you want it to relax, you wouldn't holler at it to settle down. You'd give it a very light application asking it to settle down as opposed, as opposed to a muscle that has gotten lazy or overstretched and it needs a lot more inspiration to go. You might give it a little bit more tension in order to communicate with that muscle. Here, pick that up. Did I answer your question? No, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd like to give you maybe a specific uh, example. Sure. You could speak to this. Let's say, let's go patient A comes into the clinic with a classic tennis elbow. It's a ECRB tendinopathy. And could you speak to how you would apply the tape, which direction, and then patient B, let's say they come in similar area lateral elbow, but they come in with radial tunnel. 
Okay. How would the taping change? I'd be curious Absolutely. about that. That's a great question. First of all, I'm going to answer the first one with the ECRB. Typically, we've got a lot of tension going on at that lateral epicondyle. These people might have been using a counterforce brace to try to get the tension off. Uh, the bad thing about a counterforce brace sometimes is that they tighten it up so much that it becomes a little tourniquet there and it's actually damaging the tissue. So, you know, I typically do a little combination there. First, I'll see where's the pain? You know, are they really super tender over that lateral, lateral epicondyle? And I will assess with my hands. Oftentimes, am I, if I lift that tissue, is that comforting? Or if I glide it proximally or distally, you know, what gives them comfort? That's how I will apply my first piece of tape or tapes for pain. And that would be a very, very light application with or without direction. If it's coming towards the center, if it's just unloading the tissue off of that lateral epicondyle, um, that's what I will do. Typically, I'll use a web strip with little little strips as opposed to something solid that is going to offer more stimulus. I'll try to actually stay off of that bony prominence, work around it to help to lift the tissue away from it in whatever direction has been shown to, to give relief. Then I want to help to relax those wrist extensors or help them depending on what I find in my assessment. I might do what's called a functional assessment or a functional correction by using the elastic quality of the tape to help to lift that wrist kind of like a cock-up splint so that wrist extension isn't so much work. Or depending again on my tissue glide, if I glide proximal to distal and that gives them relief, I would anchor distally so that, and then bring my tape up towards that lateral epicondyle so that it would help to relax that muscle. So it really depends on your assessment. It could go either way. Um, then the other for the radial tunnel, um, typically it's a decompressing kind of application for that. When we think about axonal flow with a, with a nerve, that's unidirectional. It's going to go from proximal to distal. I'm going to be very careful not to ask the, the nerve to not do what it does right naturally. Um, but at the same time, there might also be some swelling that I want to move it proximally. So again, based on my, my tissue assessment, if I kind of lift over that radial tunnel? Can I help to relieve that pain? If I glide distally, is that nerve responding positively to my stimulus? And that's how I decide. But with a, with a nerve application, my stimulus is going to be extremely light because that nerve is already heightened. Um, so for the, for the radial tunnel, I would probably start with something decompressing uh, over that area, wherever it's and it might be radial digital by that time, you know, that depending on what the symptoms are and, and what the assessment reveals, but very, very light application over those nerves, respecting the fact that the axonal flow is proximal to distal. Yeah, I love that. Those are great examples. Um, I'd like to ask you one more question if you have any pearls for us. Um, you know, we use the McConnell tape. I think a lot of our, our staff here, and I think some of the other listeners out there probably might use the same method, but we use the McConnell tape um, in an X um, mm -hmm. when we're looking to improve upward rotation of the scapula. Do you have any clinical pearls or taping suggestions on what you have found that can help? Uh, maybe it falls under that performance plus uh, using the tape for some upward rotation of the scapula? Sure. And you wouldn't have to use Performance Plus, but that'd be a really good choice. I'd probably go with Classic also. Uh, classic will stay with the patient longer. You know, with 
if we want upward rotation, it's because we probably have downward rotation. Is that because of levator scapula? You know, can we inhibit levator scapula and maybe facilitate serratus anterior to help with that upward rotation? Uh, and another way to, to use the elastic tape would be to, you know, you're doing your cueing, you're upwardly rotating that scapula while the patient is actively elevating the humerus or assisting with both to try to get that neural riad. And how are the muscles behaving back there? Is lower trap, you know, is, is lower trap securing that inferior angle of the scapula or is it doing nothing? So what I like about the kinesio is that it can inspire different muscles in that shoulder complex to do their jobs. You know, are they not able to get that upward rotation because rhomboids or middle trap or lower trap are all loosened up because they're so heavy in the pack, you know, by inhibiting the overactive muscles and helping out the underactive muscles and then doing your neural riad with that, you know, that can be a nice game changer as well. But a lot of that depends on how sensitive your patient is. If you need to have something of that McConnell X to get them started, maybe progress them after that, you know, it's really very patient specific. I like that. I do. I, I will say I own that. I, I will forget about using the tape to inhibit. I, I, I like that. I think I'll have to use that suggestion going forward with some of my patients. Well, good luck. I hope it helps. I'm, I'm just as guilty. I'm more of a facilitator than an inhibitor, yeah. I think. Yeah. And that's, it's very, and, and same thing with the, with the elastic tape, people tend to want to stretch it more than they need to. You know, that's a common mistake is it stretches. I'm going to stretch the tape, but everything over 50% tension, 50% of the maximum available tension is actually compressive and you're losing that recoil quality. The, the kinesio tape works best for that you know, directional recoil, less than 50% tension. Now, if you want to increase proprioceptive input, you know, and, and really it might be like in a sprain situation where you want to limit a joint, then you would go over 50% up to even 100% to use that tape to, to limit or the spring assist with that functional correction for the lateral epicondylitis. So okay. I guess what I really love about the elastic tape and, and kinesio, obviously I'm very biased, but I can use it from low tensions to high tensions. When I'm with a rigid tape, it is what it is, which is reliable. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't have to wonder. I put it there and it's going to do what I ask it to do. But with kinesio, once you get to really learn the, the qualities, it's to me more of an art. So working at a hand center, we see a lot of trauma. We see a lot of crush injuries that comes along with a lot of swelling. Yes. So what, what kind of tape of all the choices that we talked about do you use for edema? And then how do you apply that? Do you usually use like the spider form where you're cutting individual slices of the same piece? Okay. And then do you always put like the anchored piece on the distal end and kind of the spiders on the proximal end? For edema, what we want is eventually to direct that fluid back to the terminus at the supra, supraclavicular area. If that's not part of the injury area, obviously, you want to go to the nearest patent, you know, lymphatic watershed. I love the pre-cut kinesio tape that's in a big, long fan. It's a huge space, uh, or I should say a time saver. Um, I let's just say it is a hand that's crushed. I can start my application at the dorsal forearm. 
proximally going across that hand. Obviously, I can't go to the, I can't go over the injured tissues themselves. I don't want to go over something that's already disrupted. But as far as directing that edema, proximally, I can start there and I can have another one above that clavicle and, and ask that whole flow to, to come back to that super supraclavicular um, terminus. The, the lymphedema people call it the terminus. I learned a lot about that this weekend also. But yes, swelling is a source of pain. It, it increases stiffness over time. It slows down healing. So the edema needs to be addressed right away. Do I miss that trauma stuff, edema? by the way. <laughs> I don't get to right. do enough of that anymore. Do you usually leave the edema tape on just as long, that three to five day window? As long as everything's being tolerated, yes. Okay. And then let's transition to scars. So we see obviously with trauma comes scarring sure. and a lot of deep scarring, different types, uh, keloid scarring. What kind of tape do you use for that? And then the application for it? I would still go with the classic for that. Um, again, different scars, different situations, and your assessment will determine where is it tacked down? Is it just straight down? Is it, you know, going up into the, the peripheral tissues? Keloids are raised up. There are different scar applications. One that's real easy, especially for a, a, a keloid raised up scar, is you put one piece of tape over that scar, just put it on with no tension, just cover that scar with like a one inch strip of classic. And then from there, you would have several other um, one inch width or half inch width that you would actually attach the end of the tape to the first tape that's on the scar and glide the tissue away back and forth, not all one direction or all the other direction. It's, it ends up making that straight strip look a little curvy, you know, like that, like that road up in Northern Door County. It's, it ends up like this because you're putting tape on top of the first piece of tape and gliding the tissue away. And then the next one, gliding the tissue away. So you're actually asking for some multi-directional tissue movement around that scar to help to make it into a more functional scar instead of just a straight, thick scar. Hmm, there, are, there are different scar applications for that. Okay, cool. Okay, and then um, do you have any uh, final clinical pearls or takeaways for our listeners? Well, I guess the biggest takeaway for me is less is more in most cases. Um, we're always very um, anxious to help to put everything where it belongs so it works the best. Oftentimes we overstretch uh, an elastic tape and make it into something that's compressive as opposed to taking advantage of that elastic recoil. So I would say that would be a big takeaway just really depend on the assessment that your hand is gliding. You're not taking that area and, and pressing it hard into where you want it. You know, cue your, cue your patient with a light touch and then gauge your, gauge your, gauge your um, application on that. Pearls. Uh, you know, I guess I'm going to do something even more funny. The, at least it was funny to me. When I, oh, I wanted to talk about the tape removal there as far as pearls are concerned. Tape removal needs to be educated to the patient every time and really, really taken seriously. I see more 
skin irritation, more damage from hasty removal than from any application um, problems. I had uh, bruising after I had uh, an IV run. They had to stick me twice when I had my knee replacement. So I use the EDF, the, the FP pre-cut web strips to take care of my bruising. It did a great job with that. But even as careful as I was, I ended up bruising myself from the from the removal, which is called Marcy. This is medical adhesive related skin injury. So we have to be very, very mindful to educate our patients how to safely take off the tape. I had another patient who recently took off the tape in the shower. I thought I had told her don't do that, but a lot of people just like to, oh, take the tape off in the shower. Well, the adhesive is activated by warmth, by heat. So somebody's taking a nice hot shower is actually activating that adhesive even more. And in the meanwhile, their skin is getting nice and soft and pruny from that nice hot water. Then they take that tape off and take a good layer of epidermis with it. So I would say, remember that the, the correct removal of the tape is just as important as the correct application of the tape. And the, the application should be based on your assessment and what you want to accomplish with your patient from the taping, hmm. which is hard because we're always under time constraints. You know, yeah. you want to hurry up and get this done, but. Uh, Definitely. Well, I think those are some great pearls and some great takeaways but we like to end the podcast with a little bit of fun. We like to put our guests on the hot seat and ask them three questions. Are you ah, ready? To, are okay. you ready for that? <laughs> I'll do okay. All right. Well, these these questions were submitted by Cassie, so so if they're not that exciting. So if they if they bomb out there, they're hers. So um, if you could do it all over again with your education, would you pick what would you pick instead of physical therapy? What well, you know, I love physical therapy. Um, I can say now that I'm getting into the retirement, I'm using physical therapy on horses and oh. I'm really enjoying the, the animal part of, of physical therapy because they're such honest individuals. They, you know, when, when we can teach an animal to feel better with our therapy, it's tremendously rewarding. So I'm not going to say instead of, I don't regret becoming a PT for a second and I'm very, very grateful that my daughter decided not to go to PT school. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I would say I'm enjoying expanding what sure. I've done in, in human physical therapy to the, to the horse world. Cool. cool. Sorry. You're fine. I don't want to be queen. <laughs> no, that's fine. Well, this one for people that don't live in Wisconsin, they're missing out on the Door County experience and oh. the tourism. So what is your favorite Door County shop and restaurant? Ooh, because Door County is really a lot bigger than it than it looks on the map. In Sturgeon Bay, uh, Marketplace by Bliss is absolutely my favorite shop. Oh, it's fantastic. If anybody ever went to Bliss before they got big, it's in the old Yonkers building. They just have tremendous things there for shopping. Um, there's also a new little pasta shop here in town. They, they used to just do the, the farmer's markets, but there's fresh pasta and homemade um, sauces. That's wonderful here in Sturgeon Bay. Then as I go up the peninsula, I love the Blue Dolphin for shopping. They've got beautiful stuff. I think my favorite restaurant 
Here in Sturgeon Bay would be Trattoria del Santo, which is the greatest Italian. Um, and then going up the peninsula, I love Alexander's. And I think probably the absolute best is the Wickman House in Allison Bay. Oh, okay. Wow. Love it. Good. And what's your favorite place you've uh, you've ever traveled? <laughs> um, probably Japan. Um, I went to Tokyo for the... 30th anniversary Kinesio Research Symposium. My husband is half Japanese and his he still has family there. And we just got the grand tour of Japan. It was amazing. Um, we're going back again in October. I'll be presenting in October at this symposium. So yeah, Japan was awesome. Cool. I encourage well, anybody who's even thinking yeah. about it. That sounds great. Cool. Well, great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. I hope I hope I gave you the information that can help you to enjoy the tape more, get the results you're looking for. Yeah, broadens our horizons and gives Absolutely. us a little bit more confidence. Yeah. That's important. Good. Okay. Thank Great. you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. for joining Steve, Teresa, and I as we learn the mechanics of kinesio taping. Check out our show notes for Teresa's biography. We attached a PDF chart of all the different kinds of kinesio tape and the diagnoses that correlate with the different types of tape. In addition, a few research studies discussing how kinesio tape has shown to be beneficial in the healing process. Next up, we have Nora Barrett from the East Coast. We'll be discussing wound care and all the different kinds of products on the market right now and what they can be used for. So please subscribe to our page and leave us a five-star review so we can keep changing the world one hand to shoulder at a time.